Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for tuning in into another episode of Ask All From Yourself. I hope what I created brings awakening, light, and positive energy to your space. Let it inspire you to fiercely express yourself in your own way, see and enjoy the beauty in all, and to feel the magic that surrounds you. Today's episode is called It's All In Your Head. Joining us today is Misha Segura, who will be talking about mental health in Spanish community. Shining a light into the struggles and complexities in mental health. Welcome, Misha. Hi, thank you so much for bringing me on here. It's a pleasure. It's to be our here. pleasure, too. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out of your day and being here with us. Hi, Hirani. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hey. <laughs> so, again, I want to thank you for listening to us. And um, we have a very good, informative episode. I feel like it's something super important, especially in this month. This is the Mental Awareness, Mental Health Awareness Month. Misha is currently enrolled in the university going for psychology, right? So this is perfect for the topic that we're talking about. How's it going so far? Um, Kind of interesting because I've been online for the past two semesters. Luckily, though, I'm going to have some in-person in-person classes next semester. So I'm going to be really looking forward to that. Just so I can, like, meet people who are also interested in my field. And then, like, you know, uh, I've just been really excited that, you know. That's awesome. Classes. I know. I don't know how people are doing yeah. with yeah. 2020 right now. Well, 21 now. You know what I mean. With the <laughs> struggle of 2020 that we're carrying to this day. Right. All right. <laughs> So, um, my first question to you is, do you have a personal mental health struggle? Yeah. Um, primarily, when I was younger and up until, like, my adolescence, I mo mostly struggled with anxiety and depression. And the worst thing about that is, like, they're, like, best friends. So, like, they're, like, comorbidities. <laughs> and because, like, sometimes I'd be, like, laying in, like, in my teenage years, I'd be, like, laying in bed, and then I'll be, like, oh, the whole world just sucks. I don't want to, like, go out. I just want to shut myself in. And then the anxiety would be, like, oh, like, what if I never, like, succeed? Or, like, what if I – it's always, like, those what if about anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And it mostly um, took place in, like, my childhood, and then it kind of, like, slowly, like, um, progressed. Developed more. Developed more into my adolescence. When I was younger, it was, like, I, uh, I had social anxiety disorder. So uh, as soon as I got into school, I was just, like, actually, like, selectively mute. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I was so shy. Like, I couldn't. And another thing that comes with, like, social anxiety disorder is, like, it's not just, like, shyness, too. It's, like, I actually wanted to talk, but I couldn't because I felt in unable to because I had, like, an intense fear of, like, judgment. And that's the worst part about it because it's, like, I knew no one was judging me, too, but I couldn't help but think that when I was younger. Luckily, I grew out of it as I got older. And I kind of took note of these thoughts that I was having. I was like, oh, well, no one's looking at me. No one's, like, actually judging me. Who cares, really? So, so you kind of, um, like, mentally worked yourself. I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of grew out of it. And then I knew, like, I worked myself out of it. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. So All um, on your own. I'm sorry. All on my own, yes. Okay. Um, since, uh, like, literally I entered, like, preschool. And then, like, as I uh, got older. Um yeah, so I was, like, selectively mute, like, um, preschool, like, first grade. And then I eventually, like, talked, but I was, like, whispering, so it was like, still there. I even had, like, a speech therapist, um, even though, obviously, like, I, I 
she was like, I don't know why like they sent you to me. Like you should go to the actual school psychologist, but whatever. I guess we're gonna have fun here. Because they thought you couldn't even talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they thought I couldn't even. Like I actually like couldn't speak English or something. I was like, no, like <laughs> I can. It's just like yeah, yeah. And I guess back then as well, like uh, people didn't put too much thought into like, oh, this is actual mental health. Something that needs to be. Uh, uh what's the word? More dis- discuss. No, what's the word? More uh, acknowledged. Acknowledged. Combated yeah. uh, as a mental health, not like oh, like, it's just something you need to learn how to speak. Like, yeah, like, like said, she's not was, talking. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna sit there and say she's probably going through something in her mm-hmm. brain, or you know, let's. She doesn't know how to talk. Listen, her to learn how to. Right. Speak, yeah. You know? And another thing though is that because I was a kid, they were just like, oh, well, she's just shy. She'll like grow out of it. When really, like, they should have like, the signs were there. I guess they just were like. Oh, like, and another thing too is that it, they thought I couldn't speak English because I went to like an all white school. So, like, I, my whole neighborhood is like so very white. <laughs> so, like, anytime they spoke to my parents, they were like, Do you know how to, do you know how to speak English? And my mom was like, Yes, I do. Like, what what about it? Uh, were you born here? I was born here, yeah. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's like another like, point of issue that I noticed like kind of reflecting on my childhood because you know like the signs were there just they didn't really take it like serious because I was a kid and like you know it's hard to like you know see those signs in a kid because you think oh kids are like full of life but like um so when you see some when you see a kid who is like struggling like socializing to other kids and like talking in general because there's they're so anxious they can't do anything you kind of think oh well, it's just shy they'll, they'll go out of it and like soon enough like maybe maybe like they're working on it outside of school um but that wasn't really the case for me I so so yeah um so that's your family a- you were as a child you were always more of like a loner like a more um yeah kid I always felt like so old compared to like my peers i swear like i literally would be like on the swing set and i'd be um observing i'd be observing yeah (laughs) i I, I love people tv i'm just like yeah and then i also feel like like a mini aristotle or like like a philosopher because i'd be like questioning like happy i'd be questioning these such big questions at such a young age and so like um now i have a therapist and i've been seeing her for almost about a year um Highly recommend therapy for the record. If anyone's thinking of going, uh, it's definitely I've definitely seen improvements in my life. Um, but a big thing about it was um, that she pointed out, like, no, you were just like very ahead of the curve. You've gone through so much in your early life that you feel very matured compared to your counterparts because you know they've probably not experienced the same things you've experienced. And so I kind of like realized that I was like, oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Uh, but I was, yeah, I always felt like a loner, like outcast. Yeah. Um, from the sound of it, did did you have any family support, or do you have uh, any support now? Um, not really. Um, the reason why is because my mom, she also deals with mental illness, so she herself, even doctors are like confused. They're like, I don't know what she has but it's always between bipolar and schizophrenia she deals with uh distortions like uh, she like she wants like 
com- compared like Adidas to 911, she connected that, and I was like, how how many backflips did you do to get to that point? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, how? Tell me. And then like she was saying like Adidas. Do you know what that means in Spanish? Da, da, da. Like t- she was on like on the phone with a social worker, and I was just like. Mom, mom, please let me look Like, come on. So, um, which means give me the phone for those who don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So, um, you know, she's gone through a lot of mental health struggles herself. And me, like, as a kid, seeing that from afar, like, it also gave a whole other dimension to um, <laughs> my uh, struggle with mental health because it also ran in my family on my mom's side. And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the Hispanic community, I feel like either it's not taken seriously or, or what they, categor- say? They, categor- they categorize you as crazy. She's just crazy. Yeah. You know, it's like there's no black and like there's a black and white. There's no mm-hmm. gray, you know, there's, exactly. You're either normal or you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you're crazy, they don't take you serious. They don't take you serious enough for them to say, all right, there's something going on here. Can we like take him to therapy like I don't remember ever even talking about therapy psychology or anything like that yeah, I mean, in yeah. the Spanish community and if it was talked about it was talked it was frowned upon like, it was oh, negative like, if you go, so to bad, to go to a psychologist what are you yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, if, crazy. you're crazy right. it was like the first thing if you want somebody mm-hmm. to get like therapy therapy through anything mentally it was like no I don't need that I'm not crazy yeah we'll do anything but get therapy exactly. like, we'll do everything and anything but that but that's something I think brought from the parents I feel like they, yeah, they were embarrassed to sit there and say, oh, my I, my kid needs to go to a psychologist. Yeah. Because they thought that, what are the people going to say? My kid is crazy. So I feel like a lot of that can be rooted in pride. I can say from, like, from my mom, she she is, like, untreated. Like, she still refuses to see therapy. She thinks, like, nothing is wrong with her. Even though, like, in everyday conversations, like, you can kind of, like, hear and like how she talks because like she'll like reference things that are like have no correlation to the subject what you're talking about with her and then she like it's a lot of paranoia that she deals with and it just like you're just like what are you talking about um so she doesn't think she has a problem we like uh we as in like me and like also uh her boyfriend have like said to her like hey like you should probably see like someone like you need to see someone will be best for you she still kind of like refuses she's very adamant about it so it's like really like deep rooted and like also about like pride and like oh i'm too strong to do that I'm, i'm better than that i don't need to see someone for that um so how did you come across to say there's something wrong with me. I mean, I'm assuming that's what you said, mm-hmm. or there's something different about me knowing that your norm, because you could have been growing up with, this is your norm. If your mom acts like this, you didn't, well, how, what, how did you came about like, okay, this is not normal. Something so, you know, this, or, or something is different. I don't want to, I don't want to categorize, say normal, not normal. I'm just trying to find a word um, to describe that. Yes, there was something that abnormal. triggered you that you decide to say, let me get help. Because your mom never taught you that. Yeah. So two things was that um, when I was 13, Dyfus kind of got involved with my life and they uh, removed me and placed me in a different home and then they put me with my best friend. So um, basically that kind of taught me like, oh, there's something like really wrong here. Like there's like my mom isn't just because I thought at that point, like, oh, my mom's just like, you know, any Hispanic mom, like, oh, she's just yeah. a little crazy at times. Um but really, like, there was something more to that. Because I want to say she said all Hispanic moms are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I genuinely thought, uh, like, that that was just my mom. Like, she she acts like that. Like, that 
that I only know her like that. And it wasn't until, like, um, you know, when Dyfus got involved with my life, they're like, no, like, your mom, there's something wrong with the way she thinks. Uh, you, you don't think it's safe for you to be in custody with her at the moment. Um, and so basically, um, I just was realizing, like, just, oh, so there's something more going on here. And, um, yeah, I, I realized that, sorry, I'm also going in circles. No, that's fine. No, no, no. I mean, no. I feel like this helps out as well, not only as uh, a talk, but like, I guess personal-wise. Like can. venting? Right. Yeah. So no, don't worry about it. We, oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm also just remembering. Uh, okay, so like, okay. if, if you want to cut this out, that's fine. No, but, no, no. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so basically, I'm actually liking the fact that you're opening up to us the way you are, and especially in such a personal level. Yeah. For me, it's like very, uh, I'm amazed that you went through what you went through. Yeah. And came out strong and said, you know what? I'm not only going to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to take help other people because that's why, I mean, hope this is the reason why yeah. you're now going for psychology. Like, this is amazing that you mm -hmm. sit there and say, you know what, I'm not just going to be selfish. I know what I went through. Uh, I'm 100% that there's millions of others out there who's going through the same thing to this day. And mm -hmm. you're trying to, you know, shine the light, like we said, to that. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, that is the reason exactly why. Um, just because... Uh, Going back to what I was saying about the event. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, realized from that, from Dyfus, like, being involved with my life, um, they even thought, like, she was, like, on drugs because she was, like, that. Uh, so she went through, like, a mental break at that point because there's a lot of stress going on in her life. So my brother's also autistic. He's nonverbal. And my mom is a businesswoman. She has her own company that she has to run herself. She has, like, 20, like, cleaning ladies. She has to, like, you know, and customers call her daily. So it's, it's a lot of stressors on her life is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And another thing, like, she deals with properties in Costa Rica, and then, um, so she has to deal with that as well. So she has, like, many, like, dimensions to her that, like, she's dealing. And on top of um, on top of that, she has to deal with her the mental, yeah. on her mental illness as well. So at that time, my brother, he kept getting kicked out of schools because of his aggressive behavior. Um, he was getting kicked out of schools because of his aggressive behavior, um, because he was kind of acting out because of all the stress that was going on at home. So um, then that led to my mom having a mental break, and then she got institutionalized because of that. And that's when Dyfus came in because they were like, okay, uh, something, something's yeah. up. Um, yeah, but in the second part of me realizing where I needed help um, was that I went through like a really tough time like freshman year in like high school I was like at my like worst like depression wise um and I genuinely thought to myself I was like thinking like um like I really need help and it wasn't until I was like like last year around July where I actually received help and I seeked it um and was consistent with it because I got help for a week and then I kind of like dropped it I was like oh like I didn't I didn't really believe it and I wasn't at that point where I was like so like Mentally um, ready. Mentally ready to, yeah. to be better. So um, another part of that was just that um, I got tired of just feeling terrible every day. I, I got so exhausted to the point like I was just like, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to actually like go get help. And another point in case was that I thought to myself, like, if it were ever to like be exactly as bad as it was like depression wise for me, like that, like freshman year, like... I don't want to like go through that by myself because God, God only hopes that I make it out the under the other end. Yeah, right. like God yeah. only hopes that 
I do live and I, I survive because that part of my life was so like stressful that you know I really thought about like taking my own life so you know the fact that um, I decided to go get help because of um, you know thinking like one day uh, it you know I'm gonna have more bad days in the future and maybe worse because you know as you get older you deal with way more harder things and you know so I know it's gonna be worse down the line so let me also like take care of myself and get better while I am at how I am like young as I am right now and that's like yeah, that age you'll be able to say that to yourself that's crazy yeah because that's like <laughs> a very fine age where a lot of suicidal attempts happen right. because not only you go through this, the your own personal family mm-hmm. problems you got to deal with these kids mm-hmm. who are bullying you or who just act like they know life better and yeah. they start judging you for the way you dress just because you're having a bad day yeah so um it's a stressful stage in life like now for no for for somebody who's not even going through anything yeah now you gotta think of your whole future like they're telling you oh you have a certain amount of time yeah that was future that was the worst part another set of amount of stress to you yeah at such a young age i feel like there has to be a better way to prepare us for the future but also like not putting that pressure yeah Yeah, it's too mm -hmm. much pressure you gotta understand we're, we're still young i'm in my 30s and i still (laughs) <laughs> looking for my future right yeah, I, mean, I, feel like, <laughs> I think i'm gonna spend the rest of my life looking for that next big thing that i'm yeah. gonna be doing <laughs> but from the sound of it it sounds like you were able to find some type of resources um before that did you were you able to find or is there any kind of resources out there to help you out uh so yeah during that time like when i was like in freshman year i did see someone for like i said like a week um funny you know helpful um at the time i kind of just so I was like a last resort and I was like, it, I didn't think it was helpful, but it was helpful and I should have sticked with it. I guess I was just so like caught up in my head that like, you know, just nothing mattered. I just uh, was already decided on that. I have a and, personal question. Yeah. It's up to you if you want to answer. Uh-huh. Where is your dad in this? So I stopped talking to my dad for about seven years, um, like from the age of like 11 to like, 17 is this when you were going through yeah okay i was going so i stopped talking to him for like um just because when at the point where my mom and dad divorced he did uh he assaulted her and it was like a whole thing Mm -hmm. i was like i yeah i just didn't want to associate with him Mm -hmm. so he wasn't really involved with my life at that point he kept trying to i just had too much pride and i just didn't want to like let him in um so okay okay I mean, like I said, you don't have to answer, but that, that was yeah. good. Thanks Thank for, for opening. Sharing. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to like be like brutally honest because I think it's always yeah, best it's just, to like. It's just better because you have no idea how many people are out exactly, there. Exactly. How many and people are And they're listening like, oh my God, this is so or, raw. And right. she's, you know, no filter. I mean, there's nothing here, but just a pair mm-hmm. of ears. Four. Okay. We got four here. <laughs> <laughs> just to listen and, you know, to try. We're no psychologists. We're no therapists. We're no, in no position like mm-hmm. that. But we want to be able to give a platform, uh, a safe space to let you know, like, hey, we're here to listen. Even if that's the only thing we can do is just sit here and listen to you talk. Hopefully that helps you ease your mind or maybe gives you an insight, maybe into your own thoughts, letting it out, you know? Yeah. Um, so another thing I realized um, when I did actually seek help, I, before I did that, I took note about cognitive distortions or like thought patterns that I realized weren't no longer serving me. Because at that point I was like, 
this was around the pandemic, so I had way, everyone had way too much alone time to themselves. So I was just like way caught up in my head. I was like too self-aware to like a painful degree. So I was just like taking note of like some negative thinking habits that I was, uh, you know, following in my brain. And I decided to like write them down. And a lot of these are like common thoughts a lot of people experience. So for example, one I definitely know I experienced with a lot growing up was um, black and white thinking. So it's like kind of like perfectionistic. Uh, it's like this way or the highway. If I don't do it like this, then I am going to give up. I'm not going to you know, continue with what I'm going to do. Um, and I realized that with like my hobbies, because I completely like dropped my hobbies um, like in the middle of like high school, um, just because like uh, of depression and stuff. So I completely dropped them. And I, every time I did pick it up, it wasn't perfect, so I just dropped it. And it was like that black and white thinking, like, if it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so hobbies help you or just made it your anxiety more? Um, It did help me, but it's just like, oh, well, if it's not perfect, it was like that right. perfectionistic. It, 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 the depression got so into it, the way where exactly. it wasn't even a hobby anymore. It was just like, It was ah, like a chore right, to me. Right, um, So eventually, but for the time being when I was younger, I was playing a lot of my guitar, and, like, that really helped me and gave me like a, a sanctuary and also with like just music in general like really helped me a lot throughout those years of my childhood and like adolescence and basically anyway back to what I was saying I took notes of like these thinking habits and I brought them to like my current counselor now and I was like I noticed that this is what I'm thinking I don't want to think like this anymore I want to like be better and I want to treat myself better because you know you know le- there's so much life ahead of me and it's your life that's true yeah so what do you think, um, for your perspective, was the best resources for somebody who, who's like, for example, a listener who is actually going through something similar to you? Um, so I'd say to definitely don't be afraid to seek help, even though it's so like taunting at first. Um, I have a friend of mine. She's been always saying, like, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go to therapy. She hasn't for like a year. She finally has. Now I'm so proud of her, by the way. Um, and she loves it and it's what therapy offers is a safe space for you to like bring out your emotions and the thing is it also helps you take control of your life and a lot of people kind of well most people know this but when you're at that point in your life you think it's not possible to take control of your life again because you're at that point it's like not well nothing matters so what's the point i may as well just like you know just give up stop yeah give up got it um so Definitely, like, don't be afraid to seek help, even though it is very daunting and mm-hmm. scary at first. But, you know, you're doing it. Rem- just remember you're doing it for yourself to be better. And, yeah. To keep awesome. on going forward yeah. with your own mm-hmm. life. That's good. So therapy actually works. Yes. Okay. We need to stop thinking that therapy is for just people with mental problems, yeah. first of all, because anybody can use a good therapy, even like this. This is exactly. therapeutical for us, you know, <laughs> just sitting here talking yeah. and venting all these things and, and just learning from mm-hmm. other people's struggle makes me, you know, realize that there's a lot of things in my head that I can be paying attention to more. Yeah. And um, what tools did you use that you found helpful for you? Um, one of the major things I found helpful for me was definitely affirmations. I had to take myself out I of... I love affirmations! Yeah, I, they are a wonder. Um, I had to take myself out of, um, basically, those negative thoughts I thought I believed in myself and, like, kind of reframe them to something positive. Another thing I used was uh, shadow work because what shadow work is, I believe... It, 
correct me if someone in, who's listening to this, I believe it was done by Carl Jung. Um, but basically, so what he said was that like we have to go and we have to ask ourselves these questions to our shadow and like kind of bring these things to light in order for us to move on forward with our life. So for example, great cool. Um, yeah, so for example, it's usually like stuff from like the subconscious and mm-hmm. you kind of like bring it to light. And one of the things I used was like, um, I noticed, I always kind of like thought about like, oh, what negative traits do I have? And I always was like aware that I am like judgmental. And the extra question that was added on to that was like, why, where do you think you got that trait from? Like, why do you think you have it? And I said that I believe I have that trait because of my social anxiety because the biggest fear associated with that was the fear of judgment. So because I wanted to avoid fear of judgment, I judge other people. And that's how I cope with that. And another thing was perfectionism. And um, that one's self-explanatory. But yeah. um, sometimes I meditate. It, it does help me. Uh, I don't do it consistently enough, though. But I want to say that um, now that you mentioned it, perfectionism is something that I have a problem with. <laughs> I can uh, agree to that. <laughs> and yeah. um, I feel that that is my number one anxiety motor. Yeah, it like, is an anxiety motor crazy. for a lot of people. And I get anxiety when people are telling me they're coming to visit me. I feel like everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And I am like, don't walk through there because somebody's coming. Uh, no, this needs to be perfect. This needs to be moved this way. I mean, I argue with my husband because my pillows are supposed to be facing. <laughs> okay, stop laughing. <laughs> my pillows are supposed to be facing forward in a way. And the tips, I mean, these are the things that I paid attention to. And he's like, uh, yeah, they're all the same. Mm. But I need but you that need a to be like that. Way, yeah, it's like, it's how you if like it's not it. done like that, mm-hmm. then, it's not then you feel like it's wrong. Anxiety. Yeah. It pops. So I, yeah. I'm like connecting those two things together. Yeah, and also another thing is that perfectionism isn't just like one way, like um, like one way typically framed. A lot of we see in media is like, oh, like if you're writing a paper, it has to be the best paper and you have to like revise it yeah. in so many ways and da 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 da. If you're a student, you have to you study for like 10 plus hours at like at a time that it's it's usually portrayed like that when really, that's not how like all perfectionism looks like. A lot of perfectionism is in our head and like, Okay, if I don't get this song right, or if I don't, you know, if I don't go to this event, um, like it's I, I fucked up. Like I'm. Your whole life is. Like you feel like you're. It's over. Everything's wrong, over. Like, you like think of shit from like seven years ago, and you're like, fuck, why I do that? Oh no. <laughs> and right. you just, you just like sit in your bed, you're just like cringing, like, oh, yeah. why did I do that? <laughs> but um, yeah, so a lot of yeah, perfectionism is not. Definitely not what it's always like in media. And it, I think it also uh, is what in, is impending. That's how you say the word. Impending us for do the best, for doing, for living our best life. Because you're looking for that perfect, like I was looking for the perfect podcast, perfect this, perfect that. And I took forever yeah. to actually go through the this decision. And it sets you back a lot. It sets you completely It sets you back, back a lot. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I noticed that with my friend. She's such a perfectionist herself. She's like, um, if I just don't do things a certain way, I may as well just give up. I should throw things away. Like with her enjoying, like if it's not how she has it in her mind, she just won't do it. Um, so yeah, perfectionism just always comes at us in different ways and shows up in like different people in certain ways. So that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I uh, that happens to me as well with uh, my business when I'm designing. I, I mean, you guys could answer like 
say yes well like i feel yeah. like i have a vision and if i can't put it on paper on design i feel like ah no this is not gonna work and then weeks and weeks go by and then yeah you, you let us wait yeah and we're and like you, a year like bro we're right you <laughs> hit me up, oh how's it going now and where's I, the drip brian yeah. right now and i'll be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's on the way it's on the way but it, it really it's it's anxiety it's like if it's not this way then I lose motivation. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm just not going to do it now. Yeah. I'm like that, like, socializing with people. If I'm, like, not portraying myself the best way I want, I feel like I have to be, like, so eclectic and, like, smart and, like, be so witty all the time, right, like, on yeah. the spot. When really, like, I'm naturally an introvert. I'm not going to say everything on my mind, like, 24-7. Like, I'm just not like that. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things I had to, like, reverse was that, like, it's okay to <laughs> not – I don't have to be this, like – awesome person 24 7 no one's like that that's impossible yeah. to reach no and then yeah. how boring would that be exactly like if how you boring so, would that be yeah i love connections when they're raw when they're different yeah. mm-hmm. when it's just like there's something about them <laughs> well um before we end this amazing episode i want to know if there's anything else did you want to get out of your chest um at the moment no but uh just for everyone to have a great day and if you are dealing with mental struggle in any sort of way or capacity to never be afraid to like talk to someone or to you know just seek help just never just never be afraid it's never too late to start um fixing your life for the better yeah or start recovering at least and you're not doing this you're not the only person in the world that's going through this like trust me there's exactly at least every single person is going through something of course we all are Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Misha. I really, really felt that this episode is one of those for like to save. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's I, I loved it. So thank you so much. Thank you so um, much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm gonna end this episode with a beautiful quote that I found that fits perfectly with today's episode. So I'm proud of how far I have come this year. I now understand that my potential is limitless. I can and I will achieve anything and everything I set my mind to. I got this, you got this, and you got this. And now we will be leaving you with a song chosen by Misha, which is... A Car, A Torch, A Death by 21 Pilots. And this song has saved my life. Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Ask All From Yourself. Don't forget to ask for professional help. And follow us on Instagram at Ask All From Yourself. The information will be in the drop notes below. Well, this is it, guys. Bye. Peace. Bye, lovelies. As I start the car and then I begin to add the miles piled up behind me. I barely feel a smile deep inside me And I began to envy the headlights driving south I wanna crack the door so I can just fall out But then I remember when you packed my car You reached in the back and buckled up your heart For me to drive away with 
I began to understand why God died. As we're waiting for